We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what's going on everybody welcome into another episode of the pack a day podcast i'm your host andy herman you can follow me on twitter at andy herman nfl thanks so much for being here today really appreciate it have a fun episode lined up going to be going through my very first mock draft of this offseason for fun, you know, just kind of seeing where things could potentially align and what things could ultimately happen and just sort of fun to, you know, kind of go through that first exercise and put through the first mock draft of the season. So we'll do that in just a moment. We'll see where Green Bay ends up and those sort of things. Before we get there, I had a couple updates that I wanted to go over. The first of which we had Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show on Aaron Rodgers Tuesday mentioned that he's going to be doing his darkness retreat this weekend, which cool, you know, he's going to go through that and then ultimately be in a better headspace afterwards, according to him, to be able to make this decision on what he wants to do in the future, which all well and good, right? Like that sounds good. It sounds like a decent timeline. Green Bay is smart to kind of give him that space and that time to ultimately make his decision and decide what he wants to do up until this point. It all kind of sounded well and good, right? Like no rush, take your time, free agency still a little ways away. However, on Tuesday, we did have a pretty significant quarterback move. We had Derek Carr released officially from the Las Vegas Raiders, which makes him a free agent right now. He does not have to wait until free agency starts. He can sign with any team at any given moment. And, you know, if the Jets or any other team wants to pick him up, they can do so. 
And for the Packers, if they're potentially looking at trading Aaron Rodgers, this sort of changes the timeline in the calculus a little bit. Now, the odds of maybe all of this coming to fruition and hitting exactly the right way, you know, may vary in your, um, you know, your thoughts on that. Again, your mileage may vary overall. And if you think this is actually plausible or not, but I think it's still worth going over here, right? Because with Carr being able to sign with any team, let's just say that he decides, you know what? The team that really makes a lot of sense for me is the New York Jets. Well, we're kind of looking at teams that are potentially interested in Aaron Rodgers. If that does come to fruition, if he does want to trade or if that, if the Packers want to trade him, whatever ends up happening, you look at the Raiders and the Jets as kind of the two teams that maybe make the most sense. Now we know Carr's not going to go back to the Raiders. So that one's out. But even if he would go to the Jets and say, hey, I want to get this done with because I want to be all wrapped up and signed before other cuts are made or other free agent money, um, you know, get sucked up by potential releases before free agency starts, before any draft trades take place. I want to get this done. If he goes to the Jets and says, hey, I want to sign with you guys, and maybe Aaron Rodgers would be the Jets' number one choice, right? And they would prefer to have Aaron, but they can't wait around. And they know if they don't make a move on Derek Carr, who would potentially be option number two, he could go to some other team. So Carr might say, hey, I want to play for the Jets, but I I need to know now. And the Jets might say like, well, you know, we would love to know what's going to happen with Aaron the Packers, but we can't wait anymore. This is our second best option and he wants to play with us. If we say no to Carr and all of a sudden Rogers is, you know, you know, decides to stay with Green Bay, now they don't have either of them, right? So with Carr being on the market, this does sort of expedite things and make it so that Green Bay really starts needing to make a decision on this sooner rather than later and clearly needs Aaron Rodgers' input on that as well. At least that's, you know, the direction they seem to be heading in. So with Derek Carr officially released and able to sign at any time, like going through this weekend, I think Derek Carr is going to take a little bit of time with this and decide where he ultimately wants to go, probably take some visits. So going through this weekend, I I don't think that is going to change anything. If, you know, Rodgers gets back on Tuesday next week, I, I don't think Carr is going to change anything by that point. But I do think Green Bay probably should push for a answer sooner rather than later. So you don't end up in any of those situations or circumstances, because let's just say, you're, you know, even if you're thinking like, Andy, if he goes somewhere else, he's going to go to Vegas anyway. And we know Carr's not going there. So what does it matter? It matters because ideally you would have teams that are battling against each other and upping the ante for ultimately acquiring Aaron Rodgers if that situation does come to fruition. If the Jets are out of the picture, because even though they prefer Rodgers, Carr wants to play with them. So they say, all right, we're going to sign Carr because we can't wait for Aaron. And now Aaron wants to trade. And Vegas is really the only team he wants, you know, wants to go to now that the Jets are out of it. And the Raiders are the main team that's interested. Now you don't have teams bidding against each other. So with Carr release, this does sort of kick into gear a need for this decision to ultimately get made. So that's kind of the main thing today where Carr ends up, who knows? I think there's some teams that could make some sense, whether it's you know any of the teams potentially in the NFC South. You, know, you could have, um, again, the Jets. You could have a variety of teams. The, the Colts would be interested. But with that quarterback on the market right now, it does put a little pressure, in my opinion, on the Packers and Aaron Rodgers to try to come to a decision sooner rather than later. So you don't eliminate one of those teams that could be interested in Rodgers because they signed Derek Carr while they were waiting for Rodgers to make a decision. So that is that. Let's get to our main topic for today, though, and that is my mock draft. I am not going to go through 
31 scouting reports for all of these players and, you know, go into insane detail. I'm going to go through why I think some of these could be a fit. This is not an exact science, right? Maybe I get a handful of these right at best, you know, come uh, the actual draft time, which is like 70 plus days away. And so much of this stuff is going to change and there'll be trades and there'll be things like that. So it's just a fun exercise to see who could potentially be there, how this could play out. And it's just kind of a fun thing to go through, right? We'll see who the Packers end up with. A quick aside, as of right now, I am leaving the first round as is for the Packers. I'm not acquiring an additional pick via an Aaron Rodgers trade or a Jordan Love trade or anything like that. I'm just letting it play out. So they're going to end up with pick 15 here. Uh, They could have moved up. They could have moved down. So we'll go through all of that in just a moment. But I didn't do anything with Rodgers or Love to acquire any additional first round picks in this specific mock. Just kind of leaving it as is with a couple trades up and down throughout this draft. So pick number one, a massive trade between the Indianapolis Colts and the Chicago Bears. You heard from uh, Jim Irsay on Tuesday of how you know he likes C.J. Stroud. I think he said the kid from Alabama, something like that. I don't really buy anything into that, although if anyone's going to give away their draft plans in February, it would be Jim Irsay. But all that being said, they've tried all of these older quarterbacks, right? Whether it be Phillip Rivers or Matt Ryan, it just, they, they've gone through the ringer of trying to find a veteran quarterback and it just hasn't worked, Right it is time for them to finally get past Andrew Luck and find a quarterback that they can start building a team around. And to me, they have the most incentive of anyone in this draft to go up, make a trade with Chicago and start building around a legitimate quarterback. And to me, that is Bryce Young, quarterback out of Alabama. So the Colts are going to give up their first or second and their third this year, as well as two future first round picks. Maybe that's too steep. Maybe it's one less first, who knows, but they're going to have to give up uh, probably a pretty big King's ransom to the Chicago Bears to get that pick, that number one overall pick. I do think this is a very interesting decision for Chicago. Bryce Young is so incredibly talented and he's a true point guard of that of you know Alabama's offense and I think he has a lot of upside. You could not have two quarterbacks who play differently in Justin Fields and Bryce Young. And if I'm Chicago, I'm at least considering taking Bryce Young and seeing what I maybe could get for Justin Fields instead, but they get a ton of draft capital from the Colts in order to make this happen. The Colts can you know, finally move forward and not have to go retread after retread and go the Derek Carr route or anything else. They get their quarterback of the future. Number one pick, Bryce Young, quarterback Alabama to the Indianapolis Colts. That brings up the Houston Texans at number two, and it's CJ Stroud, right? Except it's the Houston Texans and you never quite know what you're going to get with them. I do think the Texans may go more of just a traditional pocket passer. I do think they take a quarterback here. Not that Stroud's not a pocket passer either, but I'm going to go Will Levis here, the quarterback out of Kentucky, who is going to be an incredibly polarizing prospect. Some are going to love him. Some are going to hate him. He has a ton of upside. He's more the traditional type quarterback. I'm going to go Will Levis, quarterback out of Kentucky, pick two to the Houston Texans. Pick three. I'm going to go another trade. And this one might seem a little interesting, maybe a little bit out of left field. But I'm going to say the Seattle Seahawks trade up to pick three. And I know what Geno Smith did last year. And I do think Geno Smith is going to be back with the Seahawks. We're forgetting Geno Smith is in his 30s already. And I don't know how willing the Seahawks are going to be just to be like, hey, that one good year out of Geno, we feel totally comfortable with that. And we're just going to give Geno a massive deal moving forward. So I do think Geno is back with the Seahawks. And I do think they give him a pretty decent contract this offseason. 
But it wouldn't surprise me if that was like a, you know, two to three year deal uh, with a lot of potential bonuses and incentives. And in the meantime, you can start building your young quarterback. They're not far off, you know, from that pick. They trade up to number three from number five with the Arizona Cardinals. They get their quarterback of the future. And I just think that that move could make a ton of sense for the Seahawks and starting to get a little bit younger at that position and have somebody that they can really build around long, long term. So we go quarterback, quarterback, quarterback with Young to the Colts. Levis to the Texans, and then C.J. Stroud to the Seattle Seahawks. They only get give up pick five and their best second round pick um, to the, to the uh, Cardinals to move down only two spots. The Cardinals knowing in that situation that they probably want either Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, and they can get either of them at pick five, knowing that the Bears will get their choice at four. They get whatever one's left at five. They pick up you know, a, a top second round pick uh, by doing so. I just think that's a win for, for all sides there. So Seahawks get CJ Stroud. The Bears at pick four take Will Anderson, the edge rusher out of the University of Alabama. Not only do they get a metric butt ton of draft picks from the Indianapolis Colts for trading back to pick four, but they get what they would believe in this scenario would be the best defender in the draft in Will Anderson, the edge rusher out of Alabama as well, to become, you know, really the the cornerstone of a defense that's going to really have to be rebuilt in a lot of different ways. But Anderson would go a long way in doing that. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pick five now, Arizona Cardinals moved down from pick three, picked up an early second round pick. By doing so, they get Jalen Carter, who I think is probably going to end up being my best player in this draft. Love Jalen Carter. Absolute stud out of Georgia. They get him at pick five, pick up an extra second round pick. They're thrilled in this scenario, right? Not only were they able to move down, but they probably got their number one guy in this draft. They can't really take a quarterback with Kyler Murray and his contract the way that it is set up. I think they probably want Carter over Will Anderson. So again, not only were they able to pick up a top second round pick by moving down a couple slots, they probably get the number one guy on their board at number five in this scenario. So Jalen Carter, defensive lineman out of Georgia to the Cardinals at pick five. Pick six, Detroit Lions. Devon Witherspoon, cornerback out of Illinois, 
This just has Detroit Lions written all over it. This is the exact type of guy that the Lions like. They need help in the secondary. It's maybe a little bit rich. And some of these guys, like you look around in some of the you know consensus rankings and they're all over the place. Witherspoon is a stud. I think he has the potential to go top 10 and even in this range to the, the Lions at pick six. So I'm going Witherspoon, a massive help in the secondary. Okuda played a little bit better last year, but Orurier took a major step back and they just, they need some really young talent at that position. I go Will, uh, Devon Witherspoon, excuse me, cornerback out of Illinois. Pick seven for the Raiders. I'm going Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback out of Oregon. Back-to-back corners, Witherspoon at six, Gonzalez at seven. This is a major need for the Raiders. They have to start showing up, shoring up that secondary. Amik Robertson was used a lot last year. They just don't have the players that they need in that secondary. And it, like I said, it's a massive, massive need for them. And I think Christian Gonzalez has good value here out of the University of Oregon. Pick eight, I'm going Tyree Wilson, the edge rusher out of Texas Tech for the Atlanta Falcons. Once again, this is a team that the Falcons need a lot, right? They could go in a lot of different directions here. This is a team that needs to start rebuilding that defense. They need edge pressure. Tyree Wilson, edge rusher, Texas Tech gives them that. Really good athlete, can win off the edge, and I think he's just a perfect fit in Atlanta. Playing on that fast track there, that should be a really nice fit for them. Pick nine may be a bit controversial here, not something that I would particularly do, and it's going to seem even crazier after they just traded away Christian McCaffrey last year to the San Francisco 49ers, but I'm going Bijan Robinson, running back out of the University of Texas, an absolute uh, incredible runner. He's a weapon. He is a legitimate freak show weapon. And I know he's a running back and I know you just traded away Christian McCaffrey. But in this situation, unless they were to go Anthony Richardson, all the top quarterbacks are off the board and they've got good wide receivers. They've got a DJ Moore. They traded for LaVisca Chenault. I I think they're actually pretty decent there. I like Tommy Tremble at tight end. They've got a good offensive line. They've got some good young playmakers on defense and Jeremy Chin and and JC Horn and Brian Burns. Like, I I just think that if you want to take a step, like Bajan Robinson can help them win that division this year in the the NFC South, regardless of who's at quarterback. And like I said, you're not getting a, a top quarterback here that potentially is on your board. You just drafted Matt Corral a season ago. I think this gives you your best opportunity to compete right now. And not a huge fan of running backs top 10, but if there's one that might be worth it, it very well could be Robinson. And for a team that needs some help offensively and isn't probably going to have a top tier quarterback next year, I think Robinson gives them their best opportunity to win and potentially, like I said, win the NFC South as early as next year. Number 10, Eagles, the rich get richer. I know they didn't win the Super Bowl, but they have two first round picks. They get Peter Skaronsky, the offensive lineman out of Northwestern. They're going to probably lose a couple of their guys along the offensive line. You know, Andre Dillard, their their top backup for sure is probably gone. This to me gives them a, a player who can play so many different positions along the offensive line in a pinch. We know how important that position is to the Eagles. Their offense is based around their ability to run the football with physicality, give Jalen Hurts time, let A.J. Brown cook down the field. I just think this is not only a player who could step in and start right away, but if you have any sort of injuries along your offensive line, Skaronsky can play a, a few different positions, in my opinion. So this gives them uh, not only, a one, of, in my opinion, one of the best players in this draft, but somebody that can play a variety of different positions and come in and fill in if they actually need that depth along the offensive line next year. And this has been an Eagles offensive line that's been banged up at times. I just think this pick makes so much sense. And just like I said, the rich get richer a little bit. 
Pick 11, Tennessee Titans. I'm going Anthony Richardson, the quarterback out of Florida. You might say like, Andy, they just drafted a quarterback in the third round a season ago. We, we don't even know what's going to happen with Ryan Tannehill for sure yet. To me, you know, just because they drafted a third round pick last year, you know, a quarterback in the third, third round and Malik Willis last year, that doesn't change things for me. That was a flyer on Malik Willis. And while he's an exciting prospect, that's nothing that's paid off yet or showed that it's going to pay off for sure. To me, if you're in this position, I don't care what team you are, until you find your guy, you keep taking home run swings. And I'm just a huge believer in like, you you don't settle at quarterback. And to me, they don't have their, their quarterback of the future yet. And you know what? If all of a sudden Malik Willis pays off, so be it. Like you're not super upset but in the meantime, you get another home run swing in Anthony Richardson. You're hoping one of those guys can pay off. You got two lottery tickets now in Willis and Richardson, and you're just hoping one of them can come through for you. Richardson is going to be another polarizing prospect. Some are going to love him. Some are going to really question his quarterback mechanics, but he is a talented, talented player who's going to bring a lot of excitement to the NFL. And I could see the Titans going in this direction and taking that home run swing here at pick 11. Pick 12, Houston Texans. They already get their quarterback in Will Levis. They now get a wide receiver to pair with them. They get Jordan Addison, the wide receiver out of USC. If you're a young quarterback, the best thing you can have is some young, talented weapons. Addison just might be the best wide receiver in this draft. They get him at pick 11, or excuse me, pick 12 to go along with their new quarterback in Will Levis. Pick 13, the Jets, they've had constant issues along the offensive line. Mekhi Becton never really worked out. I'm going with Paris Johnson Jr., the offensive tackle out of the University of Ohio State, and he will be a plug-and-play starter for them along the offensive line. Love this pick for the Jets. They get one of the top offensive tackles in the draft at pick 13, and like I said, he's an immediate starter and an immediate upgrade for them. Pick 14, New England Patriots. I'm going Quentin Johnston, the wide receiver out of TCU. Listen, Big 12 wide receivers have been an absolute crapshoot, but uh, the the New England Patriots are known to do whatever they want, and they're not you know, unafraid to, to take some, some chances from time to time. I think this would bring a speed element to their wide receiver core and just somebody that can go and make plays for them. And if you're going with these two young quarterbacks, whether it be Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi, I just think you need a little bit more playmaking and explosiveness out of that wide receiver group. And I think Quentin Johnson does that for them. So Johnson goes pick 14 to the Patriots. Pick 15, Green Bay Packers. A lot of interesting choices on the board, but I'm going with the most Green Bay Packers pick ever. That's Lucas Van Ness, the edge rusher out of the University of Iowa. Maybe some trade down opportunities here, but listen, this is a perfect pair to Rashawn Gary. This is a guy who didn't start all the time at the University of Iowa, but possesses insane upside. Does that not sound like the most Packers pick of all time? He sets a very strong edge. He's 6'5". He's, like I said, he's a very, very good athlete. Uh, he has the ability to pair perfectly with Rashawn Gary along the edges, you know, allow, you know, basically you could then make a decision with what you want to do with Preston Smith. JJ Nigbari, I think is a perfect third edge rusher uh, is kind of more of a, a you know, pass rush specialist off the bench. I just think that is the most Packers pick ever and they still need help along the edges. So Lucas Van Ness, the edge rusher out of Iowa, pick 15 to the Packers. I'll finish up the rest in sort of lightning round here, since I'm sure most of you were just interested at pick 15 for the Packers, but pick 16 commanders, Brian Branch, the nickelback slash safety out of the University of Alabama. Pick 17, the Steelers, Broderick Jones, the offensive tackle out of Georgia. Pick 18, the Lions get Nolan Smith, the edge rusher out of Georgia to pair with Devon Witherspoon, who they had at pick six. Pick 19, Keon White, the edge rusher out of Georgia Tech for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At pick 20, the Seattle Seahawks, 
Kalijah Kansi, the defensive lineman out of the University of Pittsburgh, another prospect who could go really high. Some people have him more as like a second, third round guy. I think he ends up going earlier and the Seattle Seahawks are not afraid to take whatever player they think is best on the board, no matter where anyone else has him. I could easily see Kalijah Kansi going to the Seahawks at pick 20. Dalton Kincaid, the tight end uh, out of Utah for the Chargers at pick 21, gives them a long-term target for Justin Herbert. And I think Kincaid makes a lot of uh, sense there. You've got the Ravens at pick 22 with Miles Murphy, the edge rusher out of Clemson. The Vikings get Joey Porter Jr., the cornerback out of Penn State to help shore up their secondary. The Jaguars get Michael Mayer, the tight end out of Notre Dame. The Giants get Trenton Simpson. They desperately need linebackers. Uh, They get the inside linebacker out of Clemson. The Cowboys at pick 26, Jalen Hyatt, the wide receiver out of Tennessee. They could use some speed in that wide receiver core. Him and CeeDee Lamb could be a really fun duo together. Pick 27, the Buffalo Bills get tight end Darnell Washington, the tight end out of Georgia. Pick 28, the Bengals keep trying to shore up that offensive line for Joe Burrow. They get Joe Tipman, the center out of Wisconsin. The Saints at pick 29 for back-to-back years get wide receivers out of Ohio State. Olave last year, Jackson Smith and Jigba, the wide receiver out of Ohio State this year. Eagles at pick 30. Remember, they already picked Skaronsky at pick 10. They get Luke Musgrave, the tight end out of Oregon State with pick 30. Um, He would pair very, very nicely with Dallas Goddard, give you two pass receiving options. Like I said, that offense just gets more rich. And then the Chiefs at pick 31 get Darnell Wright, the offensive tackle out of Tennessee. Not an unfamiliar team picking bigger offensive tackles uh, to play bigger offensive linemen. You know, they got Trey Smith. They've had Orlando Brown. Like they'll, they'll take those guys. I think he'd be a really nice starter at tackle for them. Both their tackles are free agents. So that pick could make a ton of sense. So real quick recap, Colts get Bryce Young, Texans, Will Levis, Seahawks get CJ Stroud, Bears, Will Anderson, Cardinals, Jalen Carter, Lions, Devon Witherspoon, Raiders, Christian Gonzalez, Falcons, Tyree Wilson, Panthers, Bajan Robinson, Eagles, Peter Skaronsky, Titans, Anthony Richardson, Texans, Jordan Addison, Jets, Paris Johnson, Patriots, Quentin Johnson, Johnston, excuse me, Packers, Lucas Van Ness, Commanders, Brian Branch, Steelers, Broderick Jones, Lions, Nolan Smith, Bucks, Keon White, Seahawks, Kalijah Kansi, Chargers, Dalton Kincaid, Ravens, Miles Murphy, Vikings, Vikings, Joey Porter Jr., Jaguars, Michael Mayer, Giants, Trenton Simpson, Cowboys, Jalen Hyatt, Bills, Darnell Washington, Bengals, Joe Tipman, Saints, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Eagles, Luke Musgrave, and Chiefs, Darnell Wright. That is going to do it for me today. Hope you enjoyed this mock draft. I'll be right back here tomorrow with an all new episode. But until next time, and as always, go Pack Go. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done